how's it going tonight, everybody? We are back, and we are Run the Real, featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. And we've returned with a new category. Yes, after a long-anticipated wait, we're back again. And potentially a new format. We're going to try some new stuff out, so... Yeah! Episode of New Beginnings. It's spring, baby! (laughs) At least when we record this, it's spring. So oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you if this comes out like in winter, then you'll know something went horribly wrong. But uh, yeah, we got a new category, and I think Mike, you kind of brought this idea up for us. This last category. Yeah, I I said we should do a, a like a director study, I guess, where we just pick a director and watch four of his movies. And I suggested Paul Thomas Anderson. Haven't seen very many of his movies. And uh, I picked Punch Drunk Love. Nice, yeah. I haven't seen many of his either, actually. I think I've only seen his newest one, Licorice Pizza, but that's it. Yeah, I think I've only seen one either. I've just seen the one everybody's seen from him. Well, besides Terry, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen that. The oil one. There will be blood. Yeah, the milkshake man himself the milkshake man well i'm sure we'll watch it so you'll get it when we get there (laughs) i've seen it but i don't remember the milkshake man you'll remember the milkshake man when we get to that one wow (laughs) it's like the candy man but darker i guess (laughs) don't say his name three times or he'll come the milkshake man if he brings me one then i'll say it well that would be a pleasant surprise, I guess, but... You just bust through my door like the Kool-Aid man, but with a milkshake. <laughs> just two, like, uh, what are those, like, giant <laughs> jugs of milkshake and just, like, filling glasses all around, spreading cheer to everyone. Man, I'm picturing, like, Terry Crews with his shirt off just kicking the door <laughs> down and coming in with two big old milkshakes. Oh, yeah. like, you ready? <laughs> He's your milkshake man. <laughs> special delivery but yeah there, there's no milkshake man and punch drunk love so just fyi this one has adam sandler in it as barry egan yeah yeah this is true this is one of his more famous roles i feel like for adam sandler right this is his first like role that People were like, ah, he can act. Mm-hmm. He's not doing his like normal shtick. He's doing something different, yeah. It's true. It blew me away. This movie came out in 2002. That's nuts. So I remember hearing about it when it came out, but I could have swore that was like in 2008 or around that time frame. I thought we were in high school, yeah. Maybe it had a resurgence or something. I don't know, yeah, I, I don't remember when I heard about it the first time, but we're part of tr- our trying something different. We're going to give like a brief non-spoiler overview of each of our thoughts. The spoiler warning will come in later where we're going to talk spoilers, but for this first bit here, we're going to actually like kind of give our thoughts about it without spoiling it. Yeah, how about that? I guess who wants to go first? I can go first if nobody doesn't want mm, to. Interesting. Do it. Yes. Do it? All right. I picked it, so I might as well. Um, You know, this movie was nothing like what I thought it was going to be. It was very, like, different, and Barry Egan is a 
interesting and very strange character. But overall, this movie, like, won me over. Like, the first little bit is kind of just weird, and it was kind of disorienting. But then, like, the visual style of the movie is pretty sweet, and I liked seeing Barry Egan's kind of, like, non-traditional romance in a rom-com movie, I guess. I don't know if you'd call this a rom-com. Yeah, I technically it's a rom-com. It feels very different than the, like, I I don't watch a lot of rom-coms. I'll throw that out there, but it feels a lot different than what I, at least what I expect from a rom-com. At least it's got kind of a weird... I don't know. I almost, at least in the beginning, it has almost like a surreal vibe to it. And I was like, what is this? It feels like David Lynch a little bit at first with all this weird stuff happening. Um, it, it kind of leans away from it after a while, but it is kind of like, I guess maybe in quirky is a, a good word for it. It's kind of just weird. It is weird. I I should have expected this, that not he wouldn't make a traditional rom-com you know but it was really weird yeah see i don't know what i was thinking i i wish the word rom-com hadn't been thrown around before i watched this movie (laughs) (laughs) threw you off i would say i was just a touch thrown off yes (laughs) yeah definitely the movie tells itself to you i think from the perspective of barry egan and he's a very kind of different i would say zany individual i think it very much has smacks of a a coen brothers movie in that and that people are just doing random things all the time but they go about it in such a nonchalant way you you know what it reminded me of when we were watching it reminded me of that junk movie we watched from (laughs) like a year or two ago what was it? Burn after reading? One was of their it? best ones? You <laughs> mean? <laughs> I was getting a little taste of that, and I was like, man, I got to spit this out. This is nasty, but, I, you know, it wow. wasn't that bad. <laughs> I, I agree. I gave me strong Burn After Reading vibes. A little bit of, like, Big Lebowski in there, I think, too. Um, but I actually like Burn After Reading, so I guess you can just reverse whatever <laughs> Dave said. Um, but yeah, a lot of it is just kind of like, kind of, it's almost like a, is it, I don't know if it, a hangout movie is the right word, because there is a plot, like he's not just wandering around aimlessly, but it, it does feel that way sometimes where you're like, you're not exact, because it kind of takes a while for like the quote unquote plot to kick in, I think, where we're just kind of watching Barry go about his life and interact with people around him. I mean, it takes place in a pretty pretty short span of time, right? Like a week overall, maybe? Uh, Yeah, feels like that at least. It's kind of hard to tell, but yeah. It is kind of hard to tell. Like, it's super long takes, and it's definitely more than one day, but probably not a large period of time. So it is kind of like a slice of Barry's life, sort of. Unfortunately, I guess. What? <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I uh, I was scrolling my letterbox review, and I may have let out a, an audible gasp when I saw Fox Jackson's star rating. You know, I let out a lot of audible gasps watching this movie. It, you know, it'll keep you on the edge of your seat, but not. Ev- I've never been on the edge of my seat for the reasons this movie puts in front of you. I'm going to do a live look at Fox's score on Letterbox. <laughs> Are you ready? Are yep. you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> I was not expecting that, I will admit. <laughs> but, okay, so, you know, I will say, I 
it's funny. We were just talking about like, you know, star reviews and their pros and cons the other day off show. And I think this movie is a great example of when like a numeric score is problematic. Yeah, I can see that. I, mean, I didn't see I didn't read the review. I wanted to hear it from Fox's mouth himself. Oh, yeah. And I'll get into more of that in the uh, what, are, what are we calling it now? The uh, the after show, the after spoiler party or the breakdown. Yeah, whatever we're calling that. <laughs> I think, you know, I think it's obvious that I might take some issue with this movie, but, uh, you know, I, I will just say from a lot of, from pretty much every technical perspective, everything with the actors, this movie is something else. This thing is up there. I, I would even say it verges on being a masterpiece in a lot of regards. Wow. That's high well, praise. That is indeed. shocking. I mean, like I said, I didn't For read your such review. a low score. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this one really did a number on me. Huh. You know? Wow, I'm very curious yeah, to hear when we get when we dive deeper. I think we talked about this in the Palm Springs review. I'm not a big rom com fan. I'll just admit it out the door. This one breaks the mold in a lot of ways, which is nice to see. But it still follows the format for the most part. And I'm not a big fan of that format. I'm kind of like Fox. It's it's a good movie, but it's, it's not for me, really, is what I think about this. But what I will say is I loved the um, cinematography in this. It's probably the best looking rom-com I've ever seen. Just anything with that or any of the technical stuff was awesome. I I really liked how um, you could you can tell that um, Paul Thomas Anderson is a pretty big fan of older style movies um, because this this film is like a modern version of one of them old rom coms, I guess, from the like black and white days or things like that, you know. It has a lot of shots that are similar to like to something like that. A lot of um musical choices that are similar to things like that. I loved all of that stuff when he was doing the the play on like old school Hollywood films. I loved that. I thought that was great and a real treat to watch. But all the rest of it I could take or leave it. Yeah, I I was yeah, kind of surprised how much I liked this. I, I mean, maybe I am a rom-com guy. The last two rom-coms I watched, I really liked. Uh, albeit, they are uh, kind of weird. Or, you know, like Palm Springs, you mentioned. I think that is the last one I watched, which was, what, two years ago or something? Um, that's kind of a weird one because it's got like a time travel twist or a loop thing going on. Um, and this one is definitely like has a weird vibe to it as well. Uh but yeah, I, I thought it was really good. I th I would say yeah, all the technical stuff, of course, was amazing. Yeah, the cinematography, blah blah blah, the sound design, the music's really interesting. I think, um, and Barry himself as a character is really cool. Well, he's kind of awkward, but he really grows on you. I think, or at least he grew on me for the duration of the film. He's a very strange man, um, but I was kind of rooting for him uh, towards the end, and. Uh yeah, I was just really impressed, like generally all around with this, how much I like enraptured with it and just yeah, I think the performances are all great too. It's just there's so much stuff going on and I just kinda like the weird quirky tone that almost surreal at times vibe that this movie has. I think if you are a rom com fan, this'll be one that you like a lot. Just cause it's 
it's a little bit different, but doesn't stray too far away from the formula, you know? But maybe. I mean, I enjoy a rom-com, but this was not... Like, um, I tell you this reminds me of a lot, is one of my favorite rom-coms, L.A. Story, with Steve Martin. And just the general weirdness of that one. But this has a lot more layers than L.A. Story. And I think those layers are what trip it up for your casual rom-com viewer like myself. <laughs> I say trip it up. I don't know. I don't know what words to use here. I don't mean to use <laughs> negative words. But <laughs> you said it best, Dan. It's just not for you. And I'm, I'm thinking maybe this one just isn't for me. <laughs> yeah. I recognize it's what's real good in it. But I just don't, I don't know. Rom-coms, I have a problem with the genre in general. Um, and how it does characters sometimes and story. Yeah. Sometimes things just don't click for people, you know? That's that's all right. Maybe we should dig deeper. Maybe this is the time where we hit the wall and say, spoilers going forward. Yeah. Let's do it. We're doing it. So now that we've hit the wall, I'm going to introduce the categories we're going to talk about. And spoilers from here on out could fly at any time. So spoiler warning from here on in. And yeah, first we're, we're going to kind of break it down into the story and acting. Talk about that. And then a little bit later, we're going to get in the visuals and audio. And then give kind of our overall thoughts again, but with spoilers included. So yeah, what do you guys think? Story and acting. Let's, let's focus on that. Acting... I think this will be pretty easy to talk about. I, it was great all around the board. Um, Adam Sandler killed it with his role in this. Is really weird, and I don't know like if I liked it so much, but I mean, he does a great job. And then Emily Watson was just weird enough to like compliment it too. <laughs> so they both just killed it in this movie. You know, I'm used to seeing Adam Sandler being weird, but seeing Emily Watson like this was kind of a a new thing for me, at least. Yeah, she was kind of weird. I liked her a lot. Yeah, I think they both do a great job, and they both have, like, a really interesting, like, chemistry between them, but she is kind of a... I think that's why maybe they get along so well. She's kind of a weirdo, too. She's just, like, better at <laughs> hiding it, maybe? I don't know. I've got a theory on that, but I mean... I want to hear this theory, but first off of what you were saying there, TV, I agree. Adam Sandler and um, Emily Watson have great chemistry. And the scene I'm going to bring up is one when they're in Hawaii and the camera zooms in on them when they're like face to face. And Sandler's like, you're so cute. I want to smash your face with the sledgehammer. <laughs> and then I was like... Oh, and then she's like, I want to scoop out your eyes. <laughs> and, you know, I, I really liked that scene. I thought it was like, it's terrible stuff, but it was like weird enough. They complimented each other and they're like two outcast individuals who found each other and they make it work and they work good together. And it perfectly like showcased their chemistry for me in the acting they like at that point they became those characters for me and i was like oh yeah this is sweet yeah i, I agree i it's yeah it's funny because there's so many times where yeah because like we said am sandler plays barry is such like an awkward guy and he's very like i think he's got a lot of anxiety and a lot of mental health issues but he's like 
every time I'm like, oh God, he dropped the ball. Like that, <laughs> that's gonna suck. Um, yeah, she doesn't ever care. She she really just rolls with it. It seems like you know, like she's 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 able to to, to adapt to his weirdness very well. It's nice. Like, yeah, they don't do great stuff, but it's presented in like the traditional rom-com way and it, it works like it shouldn't work, but it worked for me. Yeah, it it was interesting um, that they were able to make it work with such weird characters. Like I, I couldn't figure it out. Is Adam Sandler's character like just like really depressed and has really bad anger issues is that his thing or did he have like a mental disability too maybe i wasn't sure i think he's probably on the spectrum you know every like summary i've read has been like with severe social anxiety but i think some of his behaviors just really indicate you know being on the spectrum maybe a little bit they never say but they leave it open for kind of interpretation I just took it out. Yeah, he's kind of an outcast, weird guy with a lot of anxieties and yeah, mental depression and everything. He's just trying to get by. <laughs> anger. But, yeah, and yeah, he's got some anger from his past. I did love when he went after uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, though. <laughs> that was so good. I was like, man, this is awesome. Oh man, but talking about the acting and Philip Seymour Hoffman, I am always stoked when we get to see something with him. I love that guy. He's like a once-in-a-generation kind of actor, and man, he's great, as always, in this movie. He's like like a John Belushi, like of our generation. He's also a weird character. He just runs a mattress company, but he like... <laughs> the mattress man! Runs like a scamming sex line in his back, like... <laughs> It's so weird. It costs money to be a pervert, TV. <laughs> it's expensive. He was awesome. He doesn't have a lot of scenes, but yeah, I love Philip Seymour Hoffman in this as well. He was hilarious every time he was on screen. They do resort to like just yelling curse words at each other for a bit, which I wasn't a fan of just because I don't think that's a very good way to do comedy. But other than that, they were pretty good. <laughs> he didn't have a ton to do, but I could have had more of them and that would have been cool. Yeah, I wouldn't have minded it more either. Yeah, he's just had such a small part, it feels like, for being like kind of, quote-unquote, the main villain, I guess, you know? He doesn't really show up very often. I, I will say that one sister who always is coming to his work, I didn't like how she did that. She was so, like, flat all the time, and I was like, <laughs> it was weird, and it matched, like, Adam Sandler's weirdness, but I... I wasn't a big fan of that. Gotcha. I liked her. I thought she was kind of funny. She was all, yeah, she was definitely a weird, another weird person in the movie, but I liked her kind of like monotone, uh, but kind of aggressive at the same time. Demeanor is very, very strange, but <laughs> you can see why uh, Barry's always so anxious around her because she's just kind of intimidating, I think, a little bit. Well, let's hear your theory, Fox. What you got? What's this theory about? Uh, oh, okay. So, you know, I I'm also have some issues with rom-coms sometimes. You know, generally I like them, but what I don't like is when they just kind of make it work for people, right? Like, it just, they get together, they love each other, hooray. And I feel like this movie is almost a commentary on this, because, like, 
why and how could it possibly work, you know? He does all this weird stuff in front of her, and I think it's really interesting that she rarely comments on what is immediately happening in front of them. But maybe it's just me, maybe the lighting I was watching the movie in, but she looks ghastly in some scenes. Like when they're having dinner, right? And he like says his first weird thing of the dinner. The camera cuts over to her. Her hair is like pulled back. Her forehead is shiny. She's got super dark makeup around her eyes. So her eyes look super sunken in. Like her face is really pale. Her lip makeup is super bright red. I feel like she just looks sick. Like maybe there's something wrong with her. Like she's dying or she has some kind of terminal neurological disease. Like... I don't know. I just feel like just her appearance sometimes makes me think that there's maybe more to this than just two people who were the perfect people for each other and somehow magically fell in love in the midst of, I guess, just a lot of stress and anxiety. Huh. I I did not notice that. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I, I didn't notice that at all either. And I mean, it might just be me and, you know, I don't know. I was watching it on my PC screen in the dark. You know, I mean, it could have just been me, but I was just kind of, I don't know, just kind of what I thought, maybe. It just seems, it's weird to me how she rarely says anything about the weird stuff he's doing. Like, he'll be like, I really don't freak out all that often. I really didn't do that. And she'll just be like, okay. You know, the one time she does is at the dinner. And then she like does not ever bring up like his personal stuff after that. Which I think is different than the rom-com format, you know? There's not a lot of falling in love. There's a lot of Barry talking and her being like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I kind of like that about her, though. She seemed very, like, accepting of who he was rather than, you know, like, kind of picking him apart like it feels like a lot of other people do in his life. I thought that was, like, what was so charming about her was that she was just like, yeah, she goes with the flow. She doesn't question him and, you know, tease him about stuff necessarily. And, we, and the, the time she does verge on it, she does stop it. She never brings up any like stuff from his past again that she's heard about or anything. Yeah, I think it's interesting when um, she first was introduced, I thought she was pretty normal. But as the movie continued on, she got like more zany and kind of weird too. And so I, I don't know. I think she was just kind of always that way. And um, she finally found somebody who was like that, but outwardly. And she was like, okay, um, I can do that with him as well. I think a problem with this one and that story is we don't learn too much about her, really. Like, we learn a ton about Barry, because it's from his perspective. So that, that makes sense why we don't learn too much about about Lena um, since it's through his perspective, but, um, yeah, it, it, it's, we, it, it's really weird. I think that adds to what, like it, it's on purpose. Like I, he's doing this on purpose. Right. Um, but it would have been nice to know more about Lena's character. Like she does get more zany as time goes on. Like her, <laughs> her, like, seeing his picture and or whatever from her co-worker and being like i just had to meet you yeah and then doing like, the whole car thing <laughs> and all that was so yeah. weird right it's so awkward and then um but yeah it's like i think we need to know more about her character honestly 
Well, I think you're onto something, Dan, because there's like a time, and honestly, I didn't catch it. I read about it after the fact where you see her in the background of a scene before they meet, like officially. And I can't help but feel that maybe she might have been stalking him. I don't know. Wouldn't that just be his luck, you know, to fall in love with his stalker? <laughs> Did she know where he worked, like, from her co-worker? Because her co-worker didn't take her there the first time, as far as I know. Unless I missed it in one of the, some of the dialogues somewhere. No, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, the very first time, yeah. That's interesting. I did not think about that. She could be kind of, yeah, that, and it's, kind of, it's a little weirder than I thought about, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that, Dan, <laughs> after you say that now, but... Well, that, that was Fox's idea, but I wanted to know more because that's how you make these things work, right? It's just so, it's so weird. I wondered if you would feel the same, Dan, because <laughs> I, I thought we had similar issues with rom-coms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that and just the all the magical stuff, too, which which this one doesn't really... It doesn't go for the magical ending as badly as a lot of the others do, you know? But like you were saying, Fox, she does brush a lot of things aside, but I think that's that was on purpose to just because she's a crazy character like Adam Sandler is that doesn't really care too much. Um, but it would have been nice still knowing more about her, I think, so we get the full picture. I think I agree. I wouldn't have minded. That didn't really bother me when I was watching it, but now that you mention it, you're right. We never really know a whole lot about her. And like, there's a scene where Adam Sandler's character is like on the phone with her and like asking her all these questions really awkwardly. Um, you know, like, where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, do you want to talk about this later? Like in person? But we never really get like a scene of that. Usually the scenes we see are them like sitting, you know, like in silence or very awkwardly saying things and stuff like that yeah we never really learned much about lena man i forgot about that tv that's a good point for the whole thing is that she kind of dodges those questions about her past i mean she might have genuinely genuinely wanted been like you know we could just you know be together and talk about this you know? oh totally <laughs> totally but, yeah um because he was like in like a middle of a parade i believe and it was super loud and <laughs> Yes. Awkward, but, um, yeah, I don't know. There, there's pros and cons to it. Yeah, because I do just kind of like her like quiet, accepting demeanor. But I do think it wouldn't have hurt anything, I don't think, either, to go in a little deeper. Unless it is like the creepy angle, then I don't know. <laughs> that might be kind of weird. Who knows? I don't know. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would make sense because there's the dark undertone, uh, everything going on in this movie um, with like his anger issues which that's not necessarily a dark undertone but how he deals with it kind of is and like the whole like hit squad from the sex line and all that stuff too so it would make sense if she had something going on like that too you know i'm okay not knowing <laughs> i i like their little romance i thought it was pretty fun i do like rom-coms it was pretty nicely done i thought so I would have never thought it from the beginning of this movie, but it did win me over. <laughs> like the start of this, I did want to bring this up, is so disorienting. The way it's filmed, the music, the things happening. Um, like there's the scene where he's trying to sell something to somebody and the sisters keep calling him. There's just like 
so much going on that I was getting disoriented watching it, which I think was the um, intent, um, 100%, but it was too disorienting to me. I was kind of like, man, I can't follow this. I don't know what's going on here. Like, I, I did know what was going on, but it, I don't know. Did you guys get that? Oh, yeah. I think it really, uh, really adheres to its namesake in that way. I think there's, yeah, there's a lot of moments in this that I think are supposed to be kind of like anxiety inducing. Like they are like super tense because there's just so much stuff going on or make you feel like Barry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think the movie does a good job of just like, yeah, making you be like, oh, this is intense. And it's like, yeah, even if it is just Barry trying to sell a man something while he's answering the phone at the same time. But it, yeah, it works. Yeah, it does. Adam Sandler is amazing at pulling this off because it reminded me of Uncut Gems. Like, I got the same same vibes from that movie watching that one, except that one is way more disorienting for me than this one was. But I don't know what it is about Adam Sandler. He can do that super well. <laughs> he can, yeah. <laughs> like, he, he nailed it in this one and that one. I, I do... I think the opening of this movie is like genius though. Cause it is, that's like my first note I put down here is what an odd opening. Yeah. Like, that's what it's, I did <laughs> it's so weird, but it gets you hooked in because it's so weird. And you're like, I want to know what the heck is happening here. So that was like, that was a really great way to open this film. And it just keeps getting weirder. As it goes on. <laughs> it's very strange. Like this this opening, like, yeah, five minutes is what I was thinking of, like when I said the Lynch stuff. Like this feels like something out of David Lynch, like odd stuff that's like making me nervous and uncomfortable and I'm not sure why, you know? Yeah, because there's like a car crash. The guy drops off a keyboard piano thing in the front of the his like business and drives off. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> All this weird stuff. Yeah. I just, I've got a theory I just thought of. When you're talking about them dropping off that thing, right? Yeah. Because I was like, I was trying to remember. This is what sparked it. Because it's not a piano. It's something else. Oh, yeah, yeah. But only one person knows what it is. And it's Lena. So do you think that she had them send the piano there and drop it off like that? Hmm, maybe. Maybe like to get him to go outside. I guess is it just like a surprise gift or something? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just had that thought. Because that is really weird and has really nothing to do. Like he plays that piano every once in a while, you know, like he's like in his office for the rest of the movie and he just goes in there and messes, messes with, with it. it. Yeah. <laughs> but it never really plays a part. But that's interesting. Maybe she did like send that to him or something. They do have that weird exchange, right? Where, like, she's like, did you steal that? And he's like, yeah, was it yours? And she's like, it's yours now. <laughs> that is kind of a weird way to phrase that. Hmm, <laughs> interesting. I like that theory. I mean, I mean, I'm getting into this kind of creepy stalkerish side to this. <laughs> Maybe she had, like, an elaborate plan to show up at his office and play the harmonium, yeah. <laughs> but it got delivered too fast. <laughs> Some... Deep layers I didn't pick up at all. I mean, it's hard to do it. Like, it's so weird. Like, everything in this goes against the norm, really, when it comes to the this, like, writing of the characters and things like that. The actual story itself isn't that far against the norm, but, you know, all the characters are. Though I will say, I did sympathize with Sandler as soon as he 
did go to his sister's birthday party. And as soon as he walked in, I was like, all right, I know why he threw the hammer <laughs> through the, <laughs> the glass door. <laughs> his family is so, yeah. Oh, God. It's so draining. Yeah, I could not imagine having to hang out with like, well, he's got like seven sisters and like all of their husbands are there. So there's like, like, like at least like 16 people in this house, it feels like. And they're all talking at the same time. And they're all like talking about him specifically, it seems like. Oh, geez. Ugh. Man, I think that was like the first point when I started going downhill on things. If only because, and I mean, my family is not this bad, but it was like a little relatable. <laughs> like, I've got a pretty decent sized family, and we do three holidays a year, and it, it's it's just a lot, you know? <laughs> yeah. I thought a lot of this movie was like, of course, not like, like you said, not that bad, but I think a lot of like Barry's like weirdness is a little bit relatable, or, like where he like wants to go back inside when he sees Lena coming towards him at the beginning of the movie. He's like, yep, time to go. And he's like, I don't want to interact with this human being. And he leaves. Yeah. Uh, they're awkwardly drinking his cup. Like when there's nothing in there, obviously, but he just keeps drinking. <laughs> so I know I've done that a few times. <laughs> oh yeah. I think too, that, that subplot plays a big part in his character. Right. Cause I think, I got the feeling he probably hasn't had a lot of luck with dating or anything like that. Probably because he's got some pent-up trauma from all of his sisters picking on him all the time, right? Which has obviously caused his anger issues he has, where he has to smash things up to get it out of his system. So I think that plays a big part into his awkwardness around women, and then it extends the other men, too. Definitely. I think Barry is a very interesting character, and that's why I like him a lot. Like, just seeing a day or however long it was of this guy's life was very interesting, just seeing how he interacts and how he takes in information. Like, the whole pudding subplot, where he's trying to get the frequent flyer miles to outwork the system and then it ends up taking him like what eight weeks to actually do yeah. it <laughs> and he gets so bad that all was very interesting at first i was kind of like wow i don't know how i'm gonna feel about this main character but i did learn to like care for barry and i was very interested and invested in his character and what happened to him yeah he's very sympathetic yeah as we kind of got to get to see like you know he's a weird quirky guy but he's also like kind of got a sad side we get to see like him and Bologna in his apartment getting scammed by the sex line that's kind of depressing oh man that He's went like... on way too long <laughs> <laughs> that was so pain sorry i didn't mean to interrupt but no yeah, that no. was that was painful to watch. It was brutal, yeah. I felt so bad for him. Because you can tell he's just so lonely. You know, he wants to talk to somebody. He tries to confide in his brother-in-law, and it doesn't, you know, work out for him. Like, he doesn't... His brother-in-law doesn't even, like, try to comfort him or hug him or anything when he's, like, bawling in front of him. And then his brother-in-law just tells everybody about it. Like... <laughs> Uh, it's just you, you see a lot of like different sides of him and I, I think that's what really helps you like sympathize with him and uh, he, that's why at least he, it grew on me a lot yeah just kind of learning more about him well if I might to your point there I think what my biggest issue with this movie is is I don't feel we see a lot of sides of Barry I feel like we see that side of Barry 
And that's the only side we see of Barry. It's like those dreams where you're nude in public and you feel this just horrible sense of dread and despair and like, who could I beg to for help to save me? But you feel like that every single minute watching Barry. And I think that's what gets me. That's what I bothers It's like, he is sympathetic, but it's just like, I just feel so... Like, it's going to happen to me tomorrow. I'm like, oh, my God, this could be my life on a dime. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, it couldn't. It's obviously not that bad. But, like, it's just that. That one thing. Him, like, you know, pinning up emotions and then letting them out in a horrible display over and over. That's what reminds me of Burn After Reading as well, I think. Was That's how all the characters were in that one. They were all one-note characters. And they all did the same thing when they let their emotions get out for the main part, you know. And that, and I agree completely with you, Fox. Um, Barry is pretty one note. What's different, though, is he's one note, but he has a lot of very good writing and justification behind him being a one note character. And it, it's the same with um, Lena, too. She's also one note. But she doesn't have any writing really behind her compared to Barry. Uh, I do think, though, it, it's weird because he still keeps the same tendencies at by the end of the film when he's like hooked up with Lena, right? And he starts standing up for himself. Like that, that's his big character change as he stands up for himself and he goes and he beats up the thugs and then goes to the mattress man's place <laughs> of work to confront him. Um, but he's still the same. It, it's weird, right? Because he's grown as a character, but it's still the same, right? He's using the same stuff, but in a different, for a different outcome than what he usually would, right? So, it, so it's really weird. Um, I don't think I've really seen a movie where the character growth, they still act the same <laughs> afterwards, like exactly the same, you know, it's interesting. I don't think I'm a big fan of it, really, but it, it's interesting. I don't know if I agree if he's exactly the same, though. I don't think he is. I think we, when we see him like fall in love with Lena, I think that's a there's like, I mean, he's still awkward and weird, but he's not. I get a different vibe from him as the movie goes on, and he like his love grows. Like what he says, I have unimaginable power within me, thanks to love or whatever. What a Nicolas Cage sounding that line was so that was! Funny, I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> I loved that. I did not like that i was cringing so hard i thought i was gonna die when he was saying that. okay i was cringing but i was cracking up <laughs> it's dumb but it's funny yeah it's so know. bad oh oh that's my one thing i didn't like with the writing in this was that line i was like and they purposely put it in there too it's like they didn't they're not bad and wrote that because they're bad Right, they just did it on purpose. I was like, no, do anything else than that. He's like that kid on the playground getting picked on, and then he finally, you know, stands up for himself and says something real weird to top it off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he hasn't quite nailed it yet, you know. He probably never will, but, yeah. I liked it. It was a good culmination for his character, I thought. 
because he had met Lena and basically she accepted him for who he was, even with all these issues. And she has some herself. So that's what I thought the romance was really good is they just kind of accept each other. And then he stands up for himself at the end to the mattress man. It was it was very nice to see. I enjoyed that quite a bit. I guess I, I don't really feel like it's a happy resolution necessarily because like he's learned to stand up for himself. Right. And he's done it twice. But it's violence both times. And like when he gets the number, Lena's number from his sister, he's like, I'll kill you with an expletive in there to get the number from the sister. Like in order to learn to stand up for himself, he's learned that resorting to extreme <laughs> violence is effective. But that's obviously not a long term solution. I mean, it's happy in the frame of this movie. But how many days past the like credits rolling is Barry's life going to be working out? They they freaking scammed him. I mean, like, I would be mad, too. I mean, I'm not saying he's wrong, but like... They crashed into his car, yeah. He can't go break into the Healthy Foods office and threaten to murder the staff at Healthy Foods to get more airline miles. That's what my concern, I don't know. Which I kind of feel like is maybe one of their points, though. I don't know, I just feel like this movie is so ambiguous. It can be so many things. <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting how different vibes you guys got from this movie from what i got but we did get some of the same too so like there's a middle ground but then there's a part where i was getting completely different vibes from you guys so it takes a like a good skill to do that in a story and, and something like this and that's really interesting i'm excited to see where this goes with paul thomas anderson movies yeah i'm not a huge fan of the story and the rom-com elements of it but it is very well written for sure we have anything else about the story and acting before we move on to visuals and audio i'm ready for it yeah all right michael you tell us first what did you think of the visuals i loved it the cinematography in this was amazing the use of color um the use of shadows in certain scenes like just the poster of the movie of Sandler and um, Emily like kissing there with the foot up and the framing of that shot with the arch above him. There's so many shots in this movie like that, like with him walking in the supermarket in front of all the food and he stops and looks at stuff like every scene looks so good. I was digging it. Oh, yeah, I agree completely. Yep. Great shots. Colors are like very, I don't know. It's kind of got like a blue vibe to it, but it's, they still pop. It's not like overwhelmingly blue. I love like all the, like there's like lens flares sometimes with like that blue, like light that like hits the middle of the screen every once in a while. That looked super good. I love that so much when he's like walking down the airline hallways and whatnot. Oh man. Yeah. Visuals are top notch, I think, in this. The, the little like, I don't know where you guys all watched it. I watched it on HBO Max, and they had like an intro from the director. What? Yeah. What? what? Yeah, they had an intro for it. Oh, I missed that. What the heck? Yeah. Yeah, he said specifically that he wanted to make it look more like a Technicolor film from like the good old days of Hollywood, right? And I think... Obviously, it doesn't look exactly like Technicolor, but they do. A, like you were saying, uh, Terry, the the all the colors really pop. 
in this, especially the wardrobes. And it looks real nice. I love that. I I think I had the same like compliment for uncut gems also when we were talking about that. Like all the wardrobes just pop and they look so good. And like Mike was saying, yeah, that that scene, all, pretty much everything in Hawaii is great stupendous like when they first meet and she like runs up to him and then they have their kiss while the people are walking by and she does the classic leg lift thing it's like all in silhouette too like it's there in shadow oh yeah that was so good yeah great looking movie probably the best shot most creative use of shots for a rom-com that i've seen anyways it's real good it definitely captures that like old school vibe. You know, one of you guys, was it you, Dan, earlier that was saying like it reminded you of like old like film? Like, yeah, this could like, in my opinion, be a, like I think this would be awesome to do a showing of this, like with just the score and the film and maybe an occasional like title card. I mean, I don't know. This is like a visual feast, I think. I started listing my visual moments, but then there was too many, so I I, I stopped. <laughs> but there's a lot. I, I, one thing I wasn't a fan of with the visuals was like the the weird like color transition things, like when it just plays all the random colors. You know, that was kind of kind of weird. I wasn't too down with it or. Didn't know really why they chose to do that, per se, you know? Yeah, it was a little weird. I agree. I, some Like, there's a couple times I liked it, but most of the time I was like, that's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, I didn't dislike it either, but I was just like, kind of a random thing, it felt like. Was it like the breakup between like, it was like, they used it as like a breakup between long periods of time, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, maybe that's why they did it. I liked it. I thought it looked good. I wish I could take credit for this, but I read a diff I read a review on a different website. Okay, so <laughs> unfortunately not a run the real original uh analysis. So this one guy was saying that the harmonium has a lot of thematic similarities to the obelisk in Space Odyssey. So these like which I kind of get, you know, it's this weird random object and the people it's given to don't really know what the heck to do with it, but it's a catalyst to make them start just thinking about the oddities and different ways of doing thing in life. Like I get it. Wow. What a deep cut. Oh my but, god, that's awesome. So, yeah, these weird color things are like the wormhole. We're moving in time. <laughs> Ah. like a little silly maybe but i just thought it was kind of like a funny comparison analysis <laughs> i like that that's interesting i'd have never have done that myself but i like it yeah i never would have crossed those two together no i wouldn't have either see i <laughs> best not to take credit for things that uh <laughs> cannot claim it, it is so well shot it, it's di a little disappointing that a lot of this movie just takes place in back lot alleys and warehouses, you know? I wanted more of, like, the Hawaii stuff. But then again, that's what makes the Hawaii stuff feel so special and fairy tale like for the rom-com, you know? So it really works in that aspect. I didn't like to how they, which I never liked this, when they do, like, the, the like, I don't know how, how you describe it. When they, like, cut the frames out, you know? 
and do the oh, camera yeah, yeah, yeah. change or whatever. Yeah. I don't like, I never liked that. I think it looks terrible. Um, I get what, why they do it, but I don't, I just don't think that's necessary. It always looks bad. I forgot they did that. Yeah. I, yeah. I totally forgot. I didn't mind it, but yeah, I, I just totally blanked on it. That just, it was like, it just seemed like, I guess, yeah, I just didn't even make a note of it or nothing. <laughs> I was like, yep, this is the movie. I didn't, yeah, didn't cross my mind. Some frame, frame drops or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what you call that either. I think that's fair. I do think the colored lights thing might have been just a little overused for me. Like, it was kind of weird the first time I saw it. But after a while, I was just like, okay, it's the weird lights. You can you can go to the next scene. Oh, it looked cool, but I would also, yeah, it's kind of random. So, I don't know. Well, what do you guys think of the, the audio, the, the sound design or the music? Anybody got any thoughts on that? I do. I... And 50-50 on it. it. So it's a combo of licensed tracks. Did it have some original score? Mm-hmm. I had a, a lot. Okay. Yeah. I thought so, but I wasn't 100% sure if it was like some old song or something <laughs> that they used in like an older style movie, right? Because they have like a couple tracks that are very reminiscent of something you'd see in those old Hollywood movies, you know? It's like the sweeping orchestral scores, yeah. I loved that. That was awesome. I liked it a lot. The rest of the movie, it's music, not a big fan. <laughs> I I love the all the music in this, I think. There's like one track in particular. I think he's in his garage and he's like pacing around or something. And it's, it's very anxious. Like there's so much percussion and like weird like slight. It's like a, such a weird track. I've never I'm not sure I've heard anything quite like it. Um, but it, it's like such like weird instrumentation with these like kind of like clanging bells and like what do you call it like this where you like slide across like the surface or something I don't know but like shakers and like maracas. the one that's like a straw like sliding up and down like in like a fast food cup uh huh that's what it sounds like I thought that was really good and it got me very anxious because it was <laughs> so strange and it it did a good job of fitting the scene and it really helped build my anxieties with how what Barry was feeling as well. Man, I don't want to sound like a baby, but it made me feel like I was going to vomit. Oh, wow. <laughs> like I paused it, went out to the kitchen, had a sip of water, you know, took in some silence and then was like, okay, whew, I can put the headphones back on. I can get back into this. It's okay. We can get back in there. Let's go. I don't know. I got to give it like a five out of five on audio design. I, I felt like it was just as if not more moving than the cinematography. Yeah, I I 100% agree. It was really well done. I was going to bring up that track that you brought up, TV. It's like, it made me uncomfortable listening to it. And if they're doing that, I mean, they're doing something right, because that was the intent. And it was very disorienting. I don't know why. It made me feel like, it sounded like what it felt to be dizzy, is what it felt like to me. Um, And I don't say that about music too much like in movies scores so that was pretty cool but also they do some like gag stuff and play on the rom-com aspect because that scene i brought up where they were talking about they were so cute they wanted to smash each other's face and scoop their eyes out um it's playing like the uh 
stereotypical what you would think of rom-com in <laughs> Hawaii music in the background <laughs> in the beaches back there and everything. I was like, wow, this is such a good play on what I was expecting. So, yep. It, it, very eclectic mix of stuff that works. It works good in the scenes that it's in, but it doesn't mean I like liked it you know <laughs> yeah i think it fits the the vibe of the movie perfectly yeah just because it is like i said i've never heard like a, a song quite like what i heard <laughs> instrumentation just so weird but hey barry's a weird man too so i guess it works i mean for me it was another layer of like oh my god this is stressful one more thing to worry about but i i liked how tangible it became in that regard yeah yeah, I just thought, yeah, it fit the scenes perfectly. And yeah, I really just added it. And it didn't take away anything from me. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it is weird. I'll give you that. It is weird. I did like, uh, there's one scene I thought that, like the sound design was really interesting where he was like freaking out in the bathroom and it gets like all muffled and distorted and stuff when he's like screaming and pounding the walls. I really, really liked that. I thought that was a really creative use of it. And it was really intense and it was kind of scary. Yeah, like when he freaks out. It was a bold move, you know, I mean, like letting the mics peak and then leaving it in there. Or even just, yeah, who knows, maybe distorting it after the fact. Oh, maybe that's true. I guess I felt like they were just like, you know what, Adam, you get in there and you do whatever you want to do. And <laughs> Maybe, yeah, who knows? It could be that. Whatever it was, I thought it was really interesting. And yeah, it's pretty cool. It made it feel like almost like, I mean, I hate to say it, but almost like an MTV like cam show where they like, you know, prank a guy and make him mad. And then he's like, oh, in the bathroom. But <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's just very raw, very personable. Mm hmm. It does add to that scene a lot with the explosiveness of the violence. <laughs> All right. Have we covered the visuals and audio as well? I think, I think so. so. All right. Well, then this should be a familiar segment. The overall presentation with with spoilers. We're back to it. Uh, so, yeah, we got a scale we use to rate these movies. that goes from burn it, pass, watch it or buy it in that order. We all give our own little personal spiel about the movie and give our own personal rating. So who knows where this will land? But, uh, hmm, you know, I, certain parts of the segment I might have forgotten about. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> You know, one time, you know, I was, you know, every once in a while you'd like to go out on your own, try, you know, some small business ventures and such. And uh, I, I'm known to dabble in that thing. And, well, you know, it might be a little bit tense and in stressful times. It, sometimes it pays off. But, you know, you get a lot of anxiety and a lot of, uh, you know, you don't want to interact with other people. You don't want to go outside. Um, but we're lucky because we got a guy who's never afraid to interact with people. Who's never afraid to go outside. He's always willing to go out there first. And it's Mike. Oh yeah. That's our guy. <laughs> who Ooh. is that? I don't know who this Mike is. <laughs> 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 uh, I'll go first here. Um, so yeah, like we've been saying, this is a weird movie. Um, the first half is kind of bizarre, strange, disorienting, and occasionally a little annoying. Um, but towards the end of this movie, it definitely did win me over. I enjoyed the uncanny romance and like the craziness of the different characters and the situations they were put in. 
it reminded me a lot of the big Lebowski, but without the stoners and the rug, um, that along with the really tight visuals and kind of like breaking the mold of the traditional, like typical rom-coms I'm used to, that punches it into a watch it from Mike. Well, as you probably all have guessed, uh, this one was pretty, uh, pretty divisive internally for me. You know, I, I think visually this movie is stunning. It is killer. I mean, it's, it looks like an old movie, but it's from 2002. I mean, that's like the dark age of film right there, and yet it's gorgeous. It doesn't even make any sense. And I got to say, I'm stoked to see more of this cinematographer because I think he did the majority, but not all, of Paul Anderson's movies. You know, casting and acting-wise, I mean, this is a killer cast. And everyone knocks it out of the park. And, you know, anything... With Philip Seymour Hoffman, I'm going to recommend. <laughs> oh, really? Well, okay. I'm going to recommend him, no matter right. what he's in. <laughs> well, well, well. There you go. You know, audio design, again, this one I just thought was an incredible, incredible use of audio that both accentuated and, I don't want to say matched the film, but it made everything I was already seeing ten times worse (laughs) which brings me to my you know the end here right i'm all for doing those hard films you know war poverty famine you know i don't think any medium delivers the human experience like film does but good lord whenever it's just social anxiety whenever it's this close to home for almost every single minute of the movie i this just wasn't fun. I mean, I was feeling, like I said, like physically ill about halfway through. I mean, I audibly yelled like, no, when he was given his social security away to like the hotline. I mean, this was something to watch. This is a spectacle. And I think it should be commended for that. But was it fun for Fox Jackson? No, it wasn't. And I I think it's going to fall into that... um. That Requiem for a Dream category for me, you know, I'm going to give it a pass. I think it's, I think it's an achievement as far as film go. And I think there is every technical reason out there to watch it. But it was just not enjoyable for me. (laughs) Dang. Well, fair enough. Yeah. I, I really like this movie. It surprised me how much I like this because, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've always heard this was, yeah, kind of a rom-com-y thing, but. It kind of is, but it's it's something a little different, too. It's got this weird, quirky energy. Um, it's very strange. A lot of social awkwardness. Uh, Barry, as a character, is just this very socially awkward guy. Um, he's a lot farther beyond socially awkward than I am, but it's also kind of relatable in that way. You know, like, just we, we get to kind of know him and his reasoning for why he is the way he is. Um, and seeing him try to, yeah, connect with somebody. It's it's really it's really cool. Um Dan mentioned something about, yeah, Lena maybe needed some more development. I do think I agree with that. It would have been nice to learn more about Lena, but I kind of also like this mysterious stalker angle the more I think about it. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Um, I, I, I just really, really liked it. I almost want to say I think it's even a masterpiece, but for now, I'm just going to give it a buy it. It's still like great. I don't know. Um, I think it's, it's, I don't know. I don't have hardly any complaints about it. Uh, It's just really interesting. I was rooting for Barry. It was kind of heartwarming to see this romance blossom. And it's it's also got that weird, quirky 
undertone that like i don't know will hook me in a movie like this too so i'm gonna give it a buy i really really liked it i'm more akin to fox's opinion on this but i didn't have nearly the negative reaction <laughs> that he did with this one um it, it all the technical stuff was great in this um very very well done i wasn't expecting it to be that good um even so that that's a big testament to that um just yeah some of those shots are just so good um, the writing's also very strong for the most part in this film they know exactly what they're doing and how to get it across and the actors are more than capable of pulling off their lines and nailing the awkwardness <laughs> inherent to their characters and it all works very very well that being said it doesn't stray as far away from like traditional rom-com elements as i would have liked it to like it throws in some the awkward stuff and the the zany characters that sets it apart and has a little bit of the the crime undertone to it too which is nice but still has like the the characters being pretty one note even though Barry does change by the end he stills acting pretty much the same for the most part and we don't learn a lot about Emily Watson's character Lena either which was disappointing and it, it does have a little little bit of that just like love at first sight kind of mentality and just waving things aside that I'm not a big fan of. But I, I am going to give this a watch it, I think. Because all the technical aspects are so strong. And it's so weird. Like, it, it's worth a watch at least one time. And I really dug all the old style Hollywood stuff that he was going for in this i really liked that and I, I part of me wishes that that was the majority of what this movie was <laughs> um because i think i would have really enjoyed seeing that um the entire way through but I'll, I'll still give it a watch it nice a little bit of a mixed bag we were kind of all over the place with this one it feels like a little bit it was uh certainly a unique film oh yeah definitely very different. So I got the next pick, and I'm picking something that I've heard about, and I've heard also, you know, like this one, a lot of uh, acclaim for this movie. So I'm going to pick The Master. Aha! Yeah. I believe it's got the guy who plays the that in the Joker movie. Uh, what's his name? Um, Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah, I think Joaquin Phoenix is in it. This will be good. Yeah, I'm excited to watch this. It's been on my list for a long time. I think a lot of his movies have been on my list for a long time, though, so it'll be good to get through some of them. Well, hey, I appreciate it, TV. This was one of my toss-up ones, so you've made it easier ah. for me. <laughs> nice. The, the choices will be slowly narrowing as we go, I think. <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, if any of you listeners want to get in contact with us, let us know your thoughts. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Run the Real, or you can email us at runtherealpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about Punch Drunk Love. Is it a masterpiece? Is it a mixed bag? Does it cause you horrible anxiety? I want to know. Did you go wreck a bathroom before you watch this movie? <laughs> 
in, uh, in one way or another. <laughs> oh. Do you have fiery love in you? Yeah. There's a, do you have an unimaginable power lurking within thanks to love? Yeah. Oh, let God. us know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please, please let us know. And let us know what you think about the, the new format, too. Um, if you like it, if you like the old way better, we want to know that as well. So I'd be curious. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. And anyways, well, thanks for listening to us tonight. We really appreciate it. Be sure to tune in next week. And this is Run the Real, signing off. Mm-hmm.